0: An article, The Back Half of the Ebonair Emerald, written by Moses Pellegrino. Today marks the one-year anniversary of the day notorious traitor Alexander Granite somehow slipped his bonds at the nautical Panopticon and fled into the military docks, scuttling several warships before sealing a single-man sloop and vanishing down the coast. Admiralty Marines and Berengar soldiers alike were stumped by a seemingly miraculous escape, as the disgraced engineer had somehow constructed an explosive device in secret that allowed him egress through the Panopticon's stone walls. Granite, a former warship technician, had made the news a number of times before being charged with treason, having expressed unpopular sentiments during the Tortugan War regarding the possibility of sending material goods to pacify the Tortugans rather than the warship fleet the Admiralty Council of the time saw fit to send instead. Granite's treason charges came not long after, as he was found to be embezzling from the Admiralty's coffers to find an underground relief effort for the retreating tortured forces. To this day, Alexander Granite remains at large. The Voyager and Defense Fleets have both maintained warrants for his arrest, despite popular opinion that he died at sea, having fled with no long-term supplies towards an apparently random heading. With no other leads, we are left only with Granite's final message, carved into the wall of his cell the last mark of a fallen man. How dare we strive for empathy over opulence? Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice and Cry, an actual play podcast where we roll dice and you cry.
1: We will also cry.
0: We will also cry. Today, we return to Tulane, a little town in Galeria, where some stuff is going to happen. Has been happening, and will continue to happen. Um, my name is Zach Fedrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Office Getting God. Today, I am joined by my players, Emily Riesbeck.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Emily Riesbeck. You can find me on Twitter at The Blue Valkyrie, and you can read my webcomic, The Blue Valkyrie, at BlueValkyriecomic.tumblr.com. It's very good, so please read it. Read it.
0: I'm also joined by Nora Odelius.
2: Hello, I'm Nora Odelius. You can find me on Twitter at SnoreU.
0: All right, fantastic. And today, we arrive in Media Res to a cat in crisis. You, uh, your characters, uh, T. Kubel and Zara Fontaine, uh, the thief and the artificer of the, of the new titans, respectively, uh, had been previously dispatched to Tulane to reset the uplink, an ancient communications array that is rumored to lay here. Zara, you were given, you, you, you kind of cased out the town a little bit. You checked out the local university where you found out that one, uh, a local professor had gone missing a couple years ago, and went missing in the in the in the in a place east of the city. That's correct. And two, with your with a telescope uh, at the observatory, you saw the ruins of an ancient tower in that direction. So you decided that that was a good place to go. Two, last time you did some fencing uh, of the of the illegal kind, not the not the sword <laughs> kind. And the two of you decided to head out into the night. It is the middle of the night now. You, you split up uh, during this when you came across a Koshaki thief who had stolen from a group of, uh, uh, of university students from the nearby university who had been camped out here. Um, Chuku decided to give chase to this thief uh, out of um, professional pride <laughs> uh, or maybe some other emotion.
2: I just want the mm-hmm. loot.
0: One of the loot. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a sort of pride. Uh, while Zara stayed behind, along with your companions, uh, Eustace, Charlie, and Nemo, who met these uh, these three gentlemen. Uh, Providence Caster, uh, Galileo Ponsera and Tulan Pirnu, son of the Culture Admiral. You uh, went off to have a fun time at their camp, while Tuku chased this thief. Into the night. Only to be ambushed by this thief's uh friends and kidnapped.
2: Yep, I'm kidnapped.
0: <laughs> uh when less we last left left Tiuku, you had a bag put over your head.
2: Mm-hmm. This that's not a good look.
0: <laughs> and, and so that's that's where we're coming back. Yeah. Alright, so Chyuku, the bag over your head smells. Slightly sweet. It's thick enough to obscure your vision in the dark, but it's not so thick as you can't breathe. Okay. Around you, you hear shuffles of movements. Like Oshaki tackled, scrambles to their feet in front of you. You can hear like the rustling of leaves and and the like jumping up. And then you hear a voice behind you. Mm-hmm. You got a little sloppy this time, Raspberry. This is this is the voice that you heard before, the one who told. Uh, Someone called Amethyst to put a bag over your head. Um, at the same time, you previously felt the tip of a crossbow at your back, and now you feel hands tying your wrists and feet together.
2: Okay, uh, I guess I'm not pickpocketing anyone for the time being.
0: <laughs> no. Um, the 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 one in front of you, the Kosaki. Uh, you hear them speak, and they say, "Oh, oh, man, I'm I'm sorry, Alex. I got, I mean, I got away from the rich boys just fine, but this." person ambushed me. She chased me through the woods. I couldn't get away. I don't, I don't even know where she came from. And there's a sigh. And, and he, they keep going. Uh, she had a bunch of people with her. I, I lost them, but it was like a whole crew. I don't know what's going on, but the woods are full of folks tonight. Alright. Well, we can't just leave her here. We'll take her back home, try to figure out what's to be done with her. Uh, you hear that crossbow string being pulled taut again? Oh. Like maybe, maybe it had been like... uh like, the, it had be disarmed, but then it's like, bam, it's back. And a third voice pipes up and they say, Why don't we just, you know, get rid of her? Whoa! And that, that, for the big guy goes, Uh, Amethyst, you know that's not the type of people we are. And, uh, she stomps her foot. You heard Raspberry. The woods are crawling with folks. What if one of them follows us and finds the right? And then Alex sighs and he says, "It's all the more reason to get moving." And at this you get picked up, Uh okay. like just lifted in the air like a sack of grain, and it just slung over somebody's shoulder, uh, and okay. then they all start walking into the woods.
2: I just make like a lot of comments. Well, I mean, carried like I have, I have like uh, not many problems with this for now. So I want to see where they're going and stuff, and they are not going to kill me, so <laughs> whatever. So I just make a lot of comments like, uh oh, this this, this really doesn't uh, flatter my features, you know, this bag. Not my color. I mean, I don't know what color it is, but, you know,
0: not my color. You're complaining about the bag?
2: Yeah, and I want to try to get my hands, like, uh, untied. Okay. But I'm going to keep them, like, hopefully look like they are still tied.
0: Okay. That that sounds tough. That's, a, that's definitely <laughs> a defy danger. Um, I think it might. That's probably just the defy danger dexterity to to like maintain. Um, it, it's more and it's more. It's like you could get out of these if you wanted to because it's, it's you're a thief. Um, but this is about getting out of them without people seeing.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's see. I right, rolled a ten.
0: Ten. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So as you're as you're being carried, the knots that like tie your wrists are not like the kind of knots that you would use to tie somebody up. Okay. You've you've seen a lot of knots. You're a, you know how ropes work. Yeah. And they're like sh- like rigging knots. Um, uh, it makes you feel like the person who tied them like knew how to tie stuff on ships, but like this is kind of out of their purview, binding a, a human. Or at, at Koshaki, or you know, binding someone's wrists together. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you're carried, yeah, you're able to get them. And then also, like, hold on to it. Yeah. So that it doesn't fall off your wrists and it still looks like you're being, you're, <laughs> you're tied together. Uh, okay. Your feet are still bound, but your hands are free. Yeah. And, yeah, if you if you complain about the bag, the person who's carrying it says, Well, it was all we had, considering our other sack was being used to carry loot. So, uh, forgive us if we don't hold up to your standards.
2: Yeah, well, not many do. I have very high standards.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, and then you just you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, as the minutes wind on, uh, you start to notice that the sound of underbrush and trees swaying in the evening breeze mm-hmm. uh, starts to fade. Uh, the footsteps around you stop crunching leaves and producing the sound of wind cuts out. Almost entirely. Um, instead, let the footsteps start echoing around you. Like uh, sound gets a lot more reverberative, um, and the air cools down even more than it was because it's like early spring, so like it's still kind of chilly out, and it gets even colder. Uh, and it feels like you might be, have been brought into like a cave or a tunnel or something.
2: Okay, I'm gonna shout stuff that's like funny to me, just to okay. hear. <laughs> and maybe maybe it's just like a little annoying I don't know
0: oh uh, like what
2: I think it's just like uh uh like praise to herself
0: oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah just like
2: okay. oh Tuku, you are so beautiful just to like so hear that beautiful. <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah every time you do that you just hear that big guy carrying just <sighs> Um, after a little bit of walking to this cave, uh, the person stops. Your shouts are like echoing off, mm-hmm. off the walls. Uh, and you hear, um, you hear someone go like, who is it? Who is there? And, uh, the big guy goes, uh, it's me. And, uh, a guessed uh, just, uh, just open up the way. And you hear, um, a bunch of different like wires being loosened. You, as a as a thief, know the sound of like trip wires mm-hmm. um, being tightened or di- or untightened, and like you hear like a bunch of traps being disarmed. Um, oh. And that that other voice says like, uh, "Oh, hello, Alex. Are we taking prisoners now?" Uh, not as a habit. This is an extenuating circumstance. You ambush raspberry in the woods and then you hear a third voice and she says oh how dreadful uh, what are we going to do with it and uh, the big guy says I'm not sure we'll uh we'll figure something out and you just keep going mm-hmm. and yeah you're, and you're, 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 t- you're taken further in all you have are your ears so there's not much you can hear <laughs> um yeah. not much you can make out but um you feel, like, the warmth of torches and, and, like, a fire, but you walk past it, and then you hear, like, doors shut, and you get set down on a, um, uh, what's it called? Chair. <laughs> That's what it's called. That is what it's called.
2: Well, that yeah, it's that called really a, is.
0: It's called a chair. Yeah, so you get you get sat down on a chair, and, um, the bag gets pulled over your head, pulled off of your head.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and you see a big bugbear, man. Mm-hmm. Wearing like dark clothes, and even even without his dark clothes, he's got like because most bugbears you've met are like kind of brown, kind of chestnut, or like mm-hmm. really like, reddish brown fur. This guy's got like coal gray, almost black fur, and his bright yellow eyes. And he's he looks kind of gruff and grizzled. He's got like a like a hood on, and that he takes pulls off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and next to him is a purple dwarf. She doesn't look like she's been eating very well because. Uh-huh. Her shell is, like, kind of dull. Mm-hmm. You can always tell, like, the health of a dwarf from, like, their shell coloration. Uh, like, how lustrous it is. The healthier a dwarf is, the the shinier and, and smoother their, their carapace is. And she looks kind of dull, but she looks okay. And she's holding this crossbow, this very <laughs> like a heavy crossbow that she's got pointed at you. Uh, and the big guy, whose name is uh, Alexander Granite, is his name. He fixes you this hard look, he says. All right. Who are you?
2: Well, it's wonderful to meet you. My name is Tyoko. I am a traveling traveler. Here to travel in the forest. With my traveling companions.
0: All right. Traveling traveler. Uh Uh-huh. Do you often just chase folks in the woods?
2: Uh... Happens more often than you think. Not that often, though. Just like, just more often than one would have expected growing up. You know, in the non land area.
0: Uh huh. Mhm. It's just he like. <laughs> you can tell he's definitely trying to get a read on you and <laughs> what you're all about.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tuku can definitely figure it out, and she's just like kind of playing with this guy about this. Because uh-huh. uh, she's very confident that. It might be false confidence, but she's very confident that she could get away from this situation very easily. Just like take all yeah. of these people on somehow.
0: That would be that would be tough.
2: Yeah, yeah, but she's too, she's confident.
0: I actually have a question. Do you keep your whip like as a belt?
2: Oh, that is such a good look. I think like it's, a, like a,
0: it's like almost a concealed weapon.
2: Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, she has always like uh, some kind of a shash or a belt, so maybe it's like hmm. under it, kinda. Oh, dope! Or sometimes it's like, uh, you know how like uh, kimono obi has that like uh, small string around it? Uh huh. Kind of like that. I don't remember what that string is called, but kind of like that. Sometimes.
0: Nice. So you so so basically is is that you are currently armed even if they don't you don't look it? Yeah. Nice. Um, because they probably did take like your knives and stuff. Oh no! Yeah, like Alexander has like a a bundle of knives in his in his in one hand.
2: (laughs) It's a lot of knives. (laughs) (laughs) Does it have so many knives?
0: You have so many. How many knives do you have
2: again? Uh, Wait, how many knives do I have? I have I have ten knives. You
0: have ten knives. That's a lot of knives. That, I mean, ten knives is enough knives, like, for anybody. Um, um, yeah, so he, he kind of, like, shakes, like, shakes these, this bundle of knives that kind of rattles in his hand and says, um, you know, I don't know many traveling travelers that just carry around quite this much cutlery on them.
2: Well, what do you know? Maybe I'm a chef.
0: Uh, <laughs> He turns <laughs> to Amethyst and says, you think Jacques and Jules uh, cook with the same sized knife for every everything? And Amethyst looks at and She says, nope, "Nope, they all have they have different kinds of knives. All sorts of different sized knives. Those are all the same sized knife, and none of them cook because you don't need two sides of a knife to cook with."
1: Hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's... I, they got you there.
2: Yeah. That's a very you need a
0: double edged knife. Yeah.
2: Maybe you want to like, I don't know, chop two t- tomatoes at once with like just like taking them in a the hand with a knife in the middle and then just like doing that. that. That's not that fun. Don't do work. that. <laughs> don't
0: do you that. can't do that. The tomatoes would hit each
2: other. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true.
0: And, and and just like, like, like points at you. She's like, now I know you're not a chef. <laughs> Cause that was, that's a dumb idea.
2: True, true. Okay, I'm not a chef.
0: So who? So who are you?
2: Does huh? it does it really matter? I mean,
0: and she she like like shakes the crossbone in her hand. So she says, "As long as I get this, it matters."
2: Uh, hmm. oh, honey. Well, I mean, you do need to hunt on the road, but uh, they're mostly for self-defense.
0: You need ten knives to defend yourself?
2: Nah, just for style, really.
0: So they're fashion knives.
2: They are. They're so nice, aren't they?
0: Uh, He, like, pulls one out of the bundle and looks at it. It's all right.
2: Hmm. It's a good look.
0: (laughs) He puts it back in the bundle. (laughs) Now, miss, if you're not going to be straight with us, there's not a lot we can do to help you.
2: Never been straight with anyone. Uh, hmm.
0: (laughs) Why are you in our woods?
2: Okay, fine. I am here to actually rob... Those nerds in the woods, you know, that you were robbing from too. I work for a rival archaeologist, and I wish to extract them their information, what they might have found here.
0: I haven't found anything.
2: All right. Well, I'm just doing what I'm paid to do.
0: Okay. So this is a lie.
2: This is a lie.
0: (laughs) This is mostly a lie. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Because you do work for another archaeological <laughs> company,
2: yeah, of. but I don't, kind of. I don't know if we're like rivals, actually, since I also no, kind of work for one of those dudes' dad, but you know,
0: yeah, and and also the arch- they are they are a club, they're a school club, basically,
2: yeah, That's yeah.
0: Rough. So <laughs> they're not really rivals. So this, I think, is a defied danger charisma.
2: Okay. That's a five.
0: So that's a five. Uh, And he looks at you and he says, All right, don't bullshit a bullshitter, (laughs) kid. But listen, as long as you promise not to say anything about this place, I don't feel right keeping you here. But he like jingles the, the dive skin, keeping these.
2: Oh, well, as long as you give them back when I leave, please. No. What?
0: I just said I was keeping these.
2: Oh. (sighs) Okay, I'll just have to buy new ones.
0: You can buy these back from us if you want.
2: Mm, That wouldn't feel right.
0: We could always use more food money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He shrugs and and he puts them in his pocket. Or like he puts him in like a pouch on his belt. He says, "All right," and he uh, pulls the the door open. Um, <laughs> oh, and you've been in this like small like cave room. Yeah. Uh, I should have said that at the beginning. Yeah, with an interrogation
2: scene. lamp shining in my face.
0: Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you realize you know, you've been focused on the crossbow and the big and the big bugbear, but yeah, you're this like small. Kind of cramped room, uh, low ceiling. Alexander's head is almost scraping it. Ah. Uh-huh. Looks like it's just this whole is like kind of carved out of rock. Okay. Very, very kind of like crude masonry. But there's a door inset in the wall and, uh, Alexander opens it and says, all right. Welcome to Squatters Right." And I think now we go to Zara, who is currently at a barbecue. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, Zara?
1: Uh, I think we're uh, Nemo and Eustace and I have uh,
0: and Charlie, Charlie and right. Charlie,
1: right? And Charlie, my mistake. We've uh, kind of gotten, uh, we've met these uh, these these few people. Um, the archaeological society, who is Galileo Pansera, para provenance caster, and Tularin Pirinu, right?
0: Those are the boys. I got
1: them all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um and uh we were sitting down for a nice uh kind of like a late night snack, right?
0: Yeah, we, basically. We chatted. So it's, yeah, so it's two AM. Uh I think the excitement from a little bit ago was such that they're like, Alright, well we're up, so we might as well like eat something. Yeah. Uh do something, you know. Yeah before we go back to bed. Um to <laughs> so are like if we don't eat the food the food is going to is going to get stolen anyway. so we might as well next time they steal they'll have less to steal from
1: <laughs> that's the <a> uh, spirit
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a spirit and so yeah you've got a you got a bunch of uh, little little like steel pokers like the kind that we would buy at a um, walmart or something basically just you know sticks to to cook meats on uh you got these nice sausages which i guess cuz cuz like hot dogs that you roast over a fire those have like casings on them
1: sausages have had casings for like a long time though so that's fine
0: is, is that a that's that's like a normal this is this is done in yeah. an anachronism
1: no no, no 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 no. they definitely had sausage like back in the day also oh, it's okay. a fantasy world so there's no Yeah such we have as
0: magic sausage casers we already yeah.
1: have magic um, Skrillex, so <laughs> oh, no.
0: we do. Have, oh, we do have fantasy, don't fantasy worry. Skrillex. Don't he's going to show up this season?
1: Oh, um, please! I hope not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, hope you're lying. Oh, we'll see. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so you're 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 all just kind of gathered around this fire. It's like there's like a bunch of logs that are set around this fire because you don't have folding chairs yet. <laughs> and yeah, it's just you know a bunch of bunch of bunch of logs and and stumps set in this fire. And it is it is the three of them, and then the four of you, and you're just ringing this fire. Who do you want to sit next to? Hmm.
1: I want to talk to the Archaeological Society, so I'd like to sit between them and Nemo. Because I also want to talk to Nemo. But I want to do that when everybody's asleep.
0: Okay. So, yeah, so Nemo's on your left. Uh, on your right, there's Galileo, and then Providence, and then other on, on, the, on the far side, who is just... Cooking up some dogs,
1: and I'm gonna um sort of uh, we've already introduced ourselves uh, last yes. session, I believe, yeah. yes, yes. So I'm yes, gonna yes. be like, so, uh, who brings the uh, archaeological society uh, camping?
0: Uh, well, you know, uh, Providence kind of kind of laughs. We're not. It's not like a. We have reason to believe that there is some um, ancient. Ruins in the area that might be of significant value.
1: You uh, don't say.
0: Yes, uh, I do actually. Um, see, we have we had a professor uh, a while ago, a while back, back when I first started. Who, um, he was very concerned with the, you know, the historical forebears of Galeria. You know, the people we used to be before we were Galeria. You know, like the, like the Gallier and, and, the, and, even earlier than that. So, he would always talk about ruins to the east as if it were facts that he knew about them, but no one else knew. And then he disappeared. So, well, we thought it might be, maybe we'd find him there. And maybe we'd find something of note, something interesting, something that would, you know, set us apart from the pack at the, at school and, and in, Galeria, I, I don't know as a as a as a how familiar you are with our uh, the, the cutthroat world of academia, but uh, oh, it's important oh. to stand apart.
1: Well, I I've never been an academic myself, but uh, but well, I do have my inventions.
0: Um, and Galileo's like, wait, how how does how do you make inventions without being an academic? Don't you, didn't you, like, read to learn how to build stuff?
1: Oh, well, sure, I I read a bit, but, um, well, mostly it was just, uh, tinkering with things on my own, you know? I I like taking things apart, you know? Making them see how they work.
0: Huh. So, like, a, um, hands-on learner.
1: Something like that, yeah. Uh, Although, books can be very helpful, (laughs) and I do love books. I have a bag full of them. I opened my bag of books.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. Cool. Um, those, those, uh, goggles on your head, mm. well, what do those do?
1: Oh, uh, you're interested in my, uh, um, uh, oh crap, what did I name this shit, um. Clockwork
0: Amplification goggles. Oh, thank you.
1: Oh, uh, you're interested in my uh, clockwork amplification goggles? <laughs> well, uh, that's a quite a clever invention, if I do say so myself. Uh, you see, uh, these goggles—they um, have all sorts of different lenses and settings uh, for a magnification, or for uh, electrocution, or, or for a light source, and, and uh, they're all powered by this. And I point at this little the little vial, and I say, uh, uh, "Raw, unref, uh, raw, refined. Wait, it can't be raw and refined." Right. I point it. At- point the whole thing in my head and i say refined liquid magic
0: um and you say that and galileo like recoils a little bit
1: oh don't worry it's perfectly safe
0: <laughs> i don't know i've read the psa's i don't think there's anything safe about magic
1: well you'd be right uh, but fortunately they're in that protective little vial
0: yeah that Vials, totally, and um, Galad actually gets up and walks to sit on the other side of tularin Cool, and um, and Providence actually scoots a little closer, and he says, "You know, it's rare that you find somebody willing to work with the uh, the taboo and the avant-garde out in Galeria. Oh, well, have you been working with with magic for long?"
1: Oh uh, yes! Uh, ever since I was a little girl, I had a—I was fascinated with it. I—I—I uh, I, I, I was sure it could be harnessed uh, to use in a wide variety of applications, and uh, well, uh, that's where all my inventions come from.
0: Interesting. And he—he he, like takes—he uh, like held, holds out his hand to like see if like would you mind if I took a look.
1: Uh, sure. And I take off the goggles and I add them. Although, please be very careful because there are a lot of small parts in there, and and uh, they are kind of difficult to fix. It's technically so. still a prototype.
0: Oh, I see. I and mean, he he takes it and he and he looks at it and he like puts the strap, puts it like around his head. Has a hard time getting it over his horns. So he has like to be, to be very careful about it. Um, but he gets it over and he like puts them on. And says, "My word." This is so what which button does what?
1: Uh, I say, well, uh, just flip this lens down and I do, and uh in his vision, uh suddenly it's like he heat he vision.
0: Like like oh like, like for real like uh thermal vision. Yeah. Oh my. He says, Oh my <laughs> Um This is incredible. and in, and in he like the fire is like bright and he kinda looks away from it and looks at his friends. Um, which is the one that does electrocution?
1: Oh, uh, it's that little button on the side, but be careful, that it packs a big punch.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, and he presses it, and the little, is it like a dart, or is it just like an, you said it was an arc that goes out of it? Yeah. So an arc of electricity goes out and, like, zaps Tularin? He was, like, sat slouched uh, on this log, and his knees, like, lock and shoot straight into the air. Um, and he, you know, jumps five feet in the air.
1: Oh dear! And
0: he goes Bruh! and Galileo and, and Providence start laughing. Um, and his teeth kind of Ugh! assholes. He's like, Come on, Tuller, and you know it's you're a big tough guy. I knew you'd be able to handle it. Don't don't worry about him. He's just a poor sport sometimes. Oh, uh, and he takes off takes off the goggles and hands them back to you.
1: I sort of like take them and put them back on. Uh, Maybe that's enough uh, field testing for tonight.
0: Sure, sure. It's very, very impressive stuff, though. Uh, You said you were an inventor. Have you thought about marketing your things? Oh, well. uh
1: Well, sure, of course I have. Uh, You know, I mean, something like this or or my cryogenic emitter glove has a lot of um, uh, uh, opportunities for civilian or military use. Um, It's just that I'm not really the best public speaker. So when it comes to um, pitching, I sort of uh, stumble.
0: I see. And um, Providence is like kind of stroking his chin, as if he was stroking a beard, but he has no beard because he's still like twenty something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, oration is one of my one of my minors. If you ever want uh, or or require uh, a salesman, well, I'm definitely looking for for things to do once I graduate.
1: Oh well, uh, I'm currently, uh, let's say, uh I'm currently with Contractor, in, in a sense, but somebody. I kind of glance at Nemo and I say, but uh, I, I'll certainly keep you in mind.
0: Fantastic. Uh, but when he, point, when he pointed at Nemo, he, like, rolls his eyes. But Providence is like, he's glad, he's happy. And he uh, he goes back to, to roasting weenies. <laughs> and Nemo leans into you and he says, so how long are you intending to wait for Tiuku. Uh,
1: uh... Well, I, I I, don't know. Um, But Tiyuku's a thief, right? I mean, if anyone can take care of herself out here, it, it's her, right?
0: Out here in the woods?
1: Yeah, she's self-sufficient.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, we, we don't even know where where she went. How, how would we find her?
0: I don't know. I mean, you're the genius, right?
1: <laughs> well... <laughs> I wouldn't say genius. I would.
0: This is Charlie Axel. <laughs> oh,
1: thank you, Charlie.
0: Oh. No problem, man. Charlie has got two skewers. That's what they're called. Not point sticks, but skewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has two skewers, uh, and he's got one hot dog between them. Perfect. It's almost like he's like conducting an orchestra or like making it fly like a plane, <laughs> because he keeps like raising it up and down over the fire. But he's having fun. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, And Nemo just shrugs, and he says, I don't know. You know her better than I do. So if you think that she can handle herself out here, well, I'm not going to fudge you on it.
2: Zara's like, Tuk is not the kind of person to get kidnapped?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I I just agree. I'd rather I don't have anything to add to that.
0: Uh, Nemo kind of crosses his arms and leans back on his stump, and he says, But if she never comes back, that's on (sighs) you too. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I take a deep I gulp
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: If it is the head that bears the crowns are
1: Oh come on
0: You're the head of this expedition now
1: Wait, What? Me? I, I'm really not the leader type I mean you have all the experience
0: Yeah But you've got one thing I don't Actually you've got a lot of things I don't Right? Uh, Friends I didn't say that in character. <laughs> no, no. uh says, you've got uh, a number of things I don't. Least of all is what that book means. Or not least of all, the reason you have that book. We just got you to where you needed to be to find out who you were. You're the boss now, which means you have to make the decisions, like how long we wait for Tyoku to come back before we look for her, or if we just write her off as a lost cause.
1: How do I know if I'm making
0: the right choice? You don't. Until it's too late. Oh my god. So, you better be secure in the choices that you do make. I'm gonna get some more sausages.
2: <laughs>
0: he stands up and walks away.
2: Good night, Zara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tuku.
2: Yeah? Yeah.
0: The door opens, the door that that Alex opened for you, and you go out into this big...
2: I want to first say that, like, since I untied my hands, Uh so, like, I just, like, shake off the ropes, Uh and, like, untie my legs, too, so they're, like, and I'm, like...
0: So, (laughs) he opens the door, and and then sees you, and he's, like, traveling traveler, huh? Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: Shakes his head. All right, come on. I'll get you fed before you get leave, at least.
2: Oh, that's so wonderful! How lovely of you! Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, we're uh, we're hospitable. Hmm. And he walks out the door.
2: Wouldn't know that from the name.
0: And Amethyst is left alone in the room with you, and she's got her crossbow, but it's 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 disarmed right now. And she says, okay. Don't don't make him regret this, or I'll make you regret this. And she looks at you.
2: Don't worry. I'm not here to make trouble for you, me, or anyone else.
0: All right, but I got my eyes on you. She takes just the, uh, the eye thing with the fingers.
2: <laughs> Come on. And Tiku follows. Uh, Tiku, like, looks around a lot, like, just kind of assessing the place, and it's like, well, I guess there's nothing worth stealing here.
0: Uh... <laughs> I mean, kind of Ooh. so you you walk, it's like a short tunnel, and then you walk into this large central atrium. This atrium has is got a handful of like salvaged wooden tables, um a lot of them look like they have been cobbled together from other tables, hmm opposite the door that you came out of, there is a uh like a big curtain nailed into the stone wall. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fluttering. You can tell that there's another alcove on the other side of it. Hmm. Um, and then in the back, to the left, there's this big set of doors that aren't actually doors and are just two big wooden panels that are, that are like leaned up against a, another opening that goes further into the cave. Like to make a, to make a division uh, between this room and the next. Oh. And and also a few of the tables are lined up together, giving us a bit more of like a like a sort of communal space. And on the other side of that are a pair of lagonals. Hmm. They have like black and white fur coloration, they're kinda of speckled. They're currently going through the bag of food that Raspberry stole. Um raspberry's there with them. Raspberry as mentioned before is a black and orange kushaki, kinda of like, kinda of speckled coloration. Yeah. Raspberry goes by they them, which we will use for them. Yeah, and, and, and they're kind of, they've kind of got like rubbing the back of their necks. says, yeah, I mean, they get, they have less and less every time I go. I, I did men, I did manage to, to, you know, loop through the town beforehand and, and, and I got some, uh, flour and sugar and stuff, you know, so you can, you can bake again. And, um, the two lagonals, their, their names are Jacques and Julien Lapin. And, um, Julien, the sister, the, the brother and sister, the sister like pats raspberry on the, on the arm says, oh, don't worry, dear. This is, perfect, it's fine, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. This is wonderful. And uh, Jacques says, it's wonderful but if this is all they've got left we, we're going to need to look into finding some form of mm, this isn't going to last very long this time. Uh, and and they both look up and they say, oh, it's the prisoner! Oh my! Hello. Hello?
2: I greatly preferred the word guest, but uh, hello, nice to meet you.
0: Yes, yes, guest. Guest who was tied up when you came in. So mm-hmm.
2: yes. You're not tied up anymore.
0: You're not? Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, my name is Jacques. This is Mrs. Julien. We are the best bakers in Galeria, with notes because of where we are. Uh, <laughs> but congratulations. You get to uh, experience our, our cooking. And they set aside like the, the bag of flour and the bag of sugar, and they put it to the side. Um, and they start getting into the rest of the stuff, which is like oh, an, an existing loaf of bread. Uh, which they kind of turn their nose up at, and <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's a necessary evil. <laughs> and like some pork, like pork chops, it looks like, uh, like a pork loin. They start like slicing up and and, and putting on on a grill uh, that they've got, and their their grill is like looking at it. You can tell that it's like a piece of armor that they banged out and uh, and Ooh. cut holes in.
2: I like that. That's such a good
0: look. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 suspended over over like some coals. And some embers, and, they, and they, they eat a pair of billows and start uh, heating it back up, heating the grill back up. Uh, and you start to smell the smell of sizzling meat. And Raspberry um, says, come on, we can, we can sit and, and watch, because they don't like people getting in their way. Okay. Uh, and they, they bring you over to the table. Like, there's two tables. One of the tables is a door that they took and, and put on, like, cinder blocks. And one of them is an actual table. Mm. But, it, like, it was nailed together yeah. Um, from two tables. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, different chairs. It seems like they go, like, dumpster diving uh, oh. and, and take, like, broken stuff and fix it. And Raspberry sits down and they say, um, you're, like, uh crazy fast and stuff.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes, that's true. You're, you are um... okay, Speed.
0: Thanks. I, you know, I'm all right. Get away from most people. Yeah. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get away from you. What do you do? Who are you? Um uh, hmm.
2: Well I do a lot of things, but um I could give you a few pointers on if you want to do what you did more efficiently and not get caught.
0: Okay. what like what? Hmm.
2: I think you gives like uh mostly like sneaking tips and stuff like that. It's like uh-huh. Like, uh it's not about the speed it's the route you take oh. and stuff like that like
0: like like what kind of like what kind of route do I take
2: yeah you have to pick the terrain most favorable to you and uh outsmart the people chasing you
0: oh okay, but what is like like how do I know what that is
2: you have run before where is it yeah. easiest to run for you
0: what do you wait what <laughs> Uh, I think like on the ground
2: uh yeah that's, that's, that's usually where you do your running yeah and uh, use the environment to your advantage for example oh. if there are vines or trees you can use those for you know a little speed boost or quick change like of I, like I uh, eat, direction I, I
0: eat the vines what? like I eat the vines and it gives me a boost to speed?
2: absolutely not oh, oh. oh okay uh show you later, maybe,
0: okay, so what am I supposed to eat to go faster?
2: Just whatever food you have really I, I don't i i don't think I don't think eating makes you faster. I mean if you don't eat, then of course you'll be slower, but you know i I don't think okay. you have a, a power bar for that
0: oh okay, so it's not like a superfood like a like a spinach uh,
2: no, I like cheese sheets though. Cheat sheets? Chia seeds, they're nice. Chia seeds. Mhm. Oh, okay. They don't make I'll you run
0: faster. Are no. Are you sure? Have you like tried to not eat them for a while and see if you got slower?
2: Uh, yeah, but nothing happened. Oh, okay. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Raspberry's got like a little notepad <laughs> oh, and they write no. down like, uh, "Don't eat vines." Oh
2: my god. <laughs> Chia
0: seeds? Uh. Question mark. <laughs>
2: Do it like stare in the distance. Like I, I just wasted my time and my precious advice and words.
0: they, all, the- they also write down the other stuff.
2: Okay, uh, okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. You're talking about power bars, though.
2: What they
0: those exist though? We have those.
2: I'm sure you do.
0: Yeah. Look, and and they they go into their pocket and they pull out this pink bar.
2: Oh, this stuff.
0: This stuff. Wait, you know this stuff?
2: Yeah, I've tried it. It's uh, very nice.
0: It's but- good. It, are we trying to, you know, it keeps us full, but it, you know, it's kind of the same flavor every time, so we kind of still want to get other food.
2: You yeah. Know, it's
0: like, yes, it makes a mockery of our profession to just <laughs> pull a lever and get food. We have to work for it.
2: You just pull the lever?
1: That's the Waggon all way.
0: That's the Waggon way. <laughs> you gotta You're work signed. for it. And, and Raspberry like perks up. Their little ears go like boop. They say, yeah, yeah, look at this thing. Come here. And they, and they kind of scamper over to uh, a machine that you hadn't noticed before. Mm-hmm. Which I probably should have just mentioned it before in my description of the whole room. But it is this like tall rectangular machine. It's about as tall as you are. And it's got a readout on the top on the front. What the readout is, is like a like a fish tank. Hmm. So you can tell it's kinda got that same holographic like hologram technology that, that the communicators and other stuff that the Bastion does. Yeah. But it seems to be like kind of old and worn out and there's nothing it doesn't say anything. It's just kind of dimly glowing. You can see like some algae on the inside. And then it's got like a crank on the side, like a slot machine would. Hmm. And then there's a tray at the bottom with like, like a floppy door. Okay. And, and, and Raspberry like kind of pats it fondly and says, this is Cynthia. And she makes us food if you say, please, thank you, nicely.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
0: but she only makes us two kinds of food because um, she's old. Pat, pat, pat.
2: <laughs> I mean I think you could definitely recognizes this uh titan tech after being around uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some Titan tech
0: it's also got like a bunch of like text on it but like it's all it all looks like um like instructional text like it says like you know um beseech the machine and pull the lever <laughs> and, and stuff like that yeah keep hands out of the workings yeah the rest of it is like it's Cool. Do you want to try
2: it? Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. Um, you gotta be nice and say please though, because it's kind of, because she's old. Okay. Uh, and this is a chance for me to pull out one of the moves, one of the special moves for this, this uh, custom moves for this adventure. Yeah. Called. It helps if you're polite. Uh, was we'll just to read the, the, the text of, of that.
2: Yeah. When you entreat the food synthesizer for sustenance, roll plus charisma. On a 10+, plus, the machine is feeling generous. Take two pink bars. On a 79, it's not quite as generous. Take three blue bars. On a 6 or lower, take nothing. And think about how to ask for things properly. Okay, so I think Tuga's like, "Oh, machine, bestow a bit upon me this food, please." Kinda like
0: It's um, <laughs> very overwrought.
2: A little like, uh, I don't think she sounds quite as uh, sarcastic as I did, but you know, but I, <laughs> she's I, a
0: little, she's a little bit better at covering up. Yeah, sarcasm.
2: <laughs> but uh, she's definitely not like. On the percent sincere, since she's, like, kind of bullshit. It'll, of course, it'll work, no matter what. And uh, I rolled a six. So.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, yeah, you, you reach up, and you say say all that stuff, and then you pull the lever. Or, like, you say all that stuff, and then rabbit, Raspberry is like, Oh, you gotta pull the lever. Oh. Uh, I pulled the <laughs> lever. <laughs> pulled the lever. Um, and it, like... Boom, 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 Like it, it Like it kind of rattles for a little bit. Yeah. And then that dim glow gets a little brighter. And in a language that you can kind of, un- you can both, you both can't, have never heard it before and also can understand, sort of like um, empathically. It says, um, why don't you put a little heart into it next time?
2: Oh, cheeky.
0: And then it uh, dims down and Raspberry is like ears go, Oh, I guess it didn't work this time.
2: Yeah. Oh well.
0: Hmm. I I guess we'll try. We'll try. We can, we can try again, like tomorrow, a little later.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: it's not. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I think the food's ready,
2: though. Oh, wonderful!
0: And yeah, you you head o You head over back to the table where where Jacques and Julien have have finished their food making. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just you know pork chops, but they're good. They're they're made with 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 heart, with love <laughs> by these two these two laganals, and um they they hand them out to you. And they're like, hey, here's some food. And Alexander, who has been like kind of fussing around in the background, goes like, uh be- before we eat, let me go get Orion and make sure he gets something into him. And he goes back to where those two wooden panels are and pulls one aside and disappears inside. And you can see hmm. that it's very dark in there, but you can see like the shape's like piles of, and piles of stuff yeah. in that in that room. Okay. And uh a couple minutes later he comes back with a old, old orc. If you've ever played Final Fantasy VI, one of my big inspirations for the way this guy looks is the Mage Tella. He's got this shock of white hair and this big bushy white beard and these little round glasses and his horns are you know just kind of they're like back swept and like um kind of a thunderbolt shaped oh. um and he's wearing kind of like what what was at one point like a like a like a scholar's robes, but they are pretty gnarly they're pretty dirty especially like on the knees and and like from the elbow down like he spends a lot of time in the dirt and in the like in the mud and whatever else digging around and it's also just old like he hasn't changed in a long time and it doesn't really keep up with its hygiene
2: oh this gross.
0: he's he, you know he's led b- over to the table by Alexander who sits him down and says now all right Orion you need to eat it's important that you eat he says i I know, Alex, but I could eat later. I, it's, I've, think I've always found it. And he says, nope, nope, you're going to eat now. Just fine, fine, fine. And and he takes like this big, like a a fork, which is just a knife that's been split in two, (laughs) uh, and, and starts stabbing at this pork chop. Um, are you just like tucking in or? You even want this food from them?
2: I think it was kinda like uh you sure it's okay for me to eat I mean you had a you had to steal this
0: Alexander just kinda nods and he says If you're under our roof you get a piece of our food. Hmm. We're not savages. We take care of people we need to get fed. Uh, as opposed to some other folks.
2: The nerds?
0: The nerds. The uh, admiralty in general.
2: Ah. Uh, yeah. You don't see
0: many homeless folks in Galeria, do you?
2: Uh, well, no. I think Duke no. probably has seen some in, like, uh, you know, underworld circles, maybe? Mm hmm. But
0: she's like, no. She doesn't want to. And he says, "Uh, that's not an accident. It's not that there's no poor people in Galeria. Uh, The Admiralty just wants them out of sight. We're the most prosperous nation in the archipelago, or so they say. And so, people who go against that narrative, it'd be better if they weren't around.
2: Yeah, that's that's yeah, kind of bullshit.
0: No kidding. That's why Squatter's right exists. That's that's why we're here, mm-hmm. out from under the thumb of the Admiralty, even if we have to steal from them. It's not what? like they can can't afford to uh, lose it, can they?
2: Exactly. That's what I'm always saying. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: He kind of sighs and he says, you, uh, you seem like a qualified person.
2: In many ways.
0: Somebody who can get into places. And out of them. Yeah, that's the important part, isn't it? You know, Squatter's Right is always, we keep our arms open for folks who see things our way and want to be a part of this. If you wanted to stick around and help us, make sure that we keep food in our bellies and don't starve to death, uh, apart from the uh, doodad over there, well, I'll just say that it wouldn't turn you away.
2: Uh thank you. I-, I am much more of a, well, I can't say I'm a solo operation now that I have uh, people working with me, but uh, yeah. I have some things I have to do i'm so sorry and uh mm. that's pets uh, alexander in the back i'm going to try to pickpocket my knives back <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: wait, uh, is wait. that a, is that is that a okay
2: <laughs> but i i want to pay for them but i don't want to no. do that openly since, uh yeah i want i want to sure. put some some money uh Equal to how much the knights are worth Uh in his pocket.
0: Okay. Um, Is there a, like, do you have a pickpocket move?
2: Yeah, I do. It's a tricks of the trade.
0: Tricks of the trade, is it? That's a, there's a pickpocket thing in there, too? Yeah.
2: When you pick locks or pockets or disable traps, roll plus six, on a ten plus you do it, no problem. On a seven to nine, you still do it but the GM will offer you two options between suspicion, danger, or cost. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. Give that a roll.
2: Yeah, I will. Uh, I rolled a seven.
0: <laughs> okay, so I have to pick. I have to give you two options between danger, suspicion, or cost. Yeah. And, and I don't think you're in danger here, so I'm gonna give you suspicion <laughs> or cost. Okay. Suspicion, he knows you pickpocketed him, and he well, he doesn't like that. doesn't feel good about it. Yeah? Or cost, uh, you end up giving him... How much were you expecting to give
2: him? Uh, how much do knives, daggers cost? I don't.
0: They don't cost a lot. And you had to pay even less for them. Yeah. Because of Nevo.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm giving them the... Yeah.
0: No, a thorn dagger is one coin. So ten. Yeah. It would be, it would be ten coins for all of them. Okay. And I would say that the costs. Decision would be to double that.
2: Okay, that's fine. I don't want. I don't want to dis the note, and twenties and that bad. So,
0: all right, that's fine. So you deposit. You deposit twenty Galerian dollars into into the pouch at the back of the, the the knives, were in. Yeah. Uh, and you you secret them onto your person again.
2: Yay. You,
0: you you're a terrible thief.
2: <laughs> uh, like the worst thing that could have happened there is that you who gets caught. Giving someone money, that's like, that's that's not good for business, that's not good for anyone's reputation.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, yeah, so you eat with them, and then whenever the, as soon as you want to leave, you can leave. Okay. Uh, how long do you think you stay?
2: Uh, I don't think I stay that long, but I think I talk to the professor before I go.
0: Okay. So the professor is kind of like, he's got the pork chop on his fork, and is just like gnawing on it. Mm-hmm. Yung, 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 mm-hmm. Those old man teeth. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't actually um like looked at you much at all since you since he came and sat down. He's pretty single minded about eating his food as fast as possible.
2: Okay, uh, I think I just like I don't sit like right next to him because he's kind of gross and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my clothes are nice and
0: well, not probably yeah. that
2: clean, but you know, cleanish. Cleaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, just like. So, are you Professor Orion
0: Montag? And he, and he, like, he's like chewing, uh, and he starts talking without even looking at you. He says, "Yes, yes, I am." And he looks at you and like stops dead. His mouth kind of drops open, and like the pork chop falls under the plate. Oh, this is Alexander. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Why is there a Titan here?
2: Why? Is it? like uh, moves a little further away from this guy, like uh... and,
0: like the same like the same movement, And you're like leaning back. He leans forward and like peers at you, and his eyes are a little like weird and kind of like hazy. Yeah, um, but they're like. Are also weirdly sharp when he's when he's looking at you.
2: Yeah.
0: He says, "There's no mistaking it. How did you find us so soon?"
2: Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, how do you know?
0: It's written all over your face. What's was Dominika Valerie.
2: I damn. Yeah. Calm oh, down <laughs> Okay is like um, I think I have to leave uh, Right now I, I forgot some um, Ovens on well, Bye bye we, tu-
0: we, tu- we turned those off We made sure to do that. No
2: no no, oh. no My my oven's back at uh, My camp not be the forest. Bye bye
0: oh, <laughs> like, are, are you sure It's the middle of the night Uh huh all right, uh, He like looks at Orion and starts talking to him. And as you like get up and walk away, Orion's like, "There's no mistaking it. You can't run away from the truth."